Hey Campus Rush, welcome to the very first episode of Inside CR. You've seen us on a Thursday, you caught us at YOF, now it's time to see things from the inside. This first episode is an exclusive interview with our very own Pastor Kofi. I'm your host, Teresa, now let's get up close and personal. Hey Pastor Kofi, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Do you awesome. wanna shout out your people? Hey man, I wanna like shout out everyone at CR, all my folks. My leaders, pastors, members, everybody that serves in the team, my parents, shout out to the big dogs, hunch, head honchos, my dogs, my brothers, love everybody. Yeah, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, for those who are not familiar, what is Campus Rush? Uh, you know, Campus Rush, uh, I'd like to say, is the millennial engine behind TLC. Um, it is a wing of Transforming Life Center that primarily focuses on the young people, whether that's to do with young adults, millennials, everybody kind of in that age bracket between 18 and up. Uh, we focus on life, doing life together, mm-hmm. uh, focus on, you know, advancing the kingdom of God and, uh, you know, reaching out to university campuses and seeing how we could do that to push forward in the generation that has lost. Okay, cool. So how did that come about? Like, how did it start? Uh, essentially, super long story, mm-hmm. but I'll cut the long story short. Um, you can tell it. It's nah, inside nah, CR. Nah. I mean, hey, man, we could we could get there, but like, it's a uh, super long story. But um, yeah, man, um, was living my life, doing my own thing, living mm-hmm. my uni life, you know, doing what uni life people do, mm-hmm. you know, just having my having a good time. And uh, long story short, uh, Bishop Lai had come to town. My dad's spiritual father okay. from Kenya, uh, from JCC Mombasa, and. Uh, he just laid hands on us on a pastor's appreciation. I like thought nothing of it. I was like, man, whatever. He's just like messing up my hair, whatever. You know what I mean? But I was like soft. Like, so you're know, a pretty just, boy? I, I mean, I, I listen, I'm not a pretty boy. I leave that for my brother. I leave that for Ralph. But you know, I, I do I do take care of myself. I'd like to think so. So, I mean, uh, he laid hands on me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. Driving in my car, get to baseline in Maryville. Boom, just hits me. I heard the voice of God first time in my life. Mm-hmm. So clear. Sending you to university campus, Carleton University, and from there I'm gonna explode you to the world. I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, I'm not the guy for this job. I'm super unqualified. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's when God whispers into my ear that, you know, he qualifies the called. So I'm super grateful for that. So what happens after that? You hear the voice of God, mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to go on university campus, yeah. then what? So then I started planning. So I'm like, I went into like this hyper mode, like, how am I going to get this thing done? Like, mm-hmm. this is the vision God has placed in my heart. How am I going to get this done? I think mm-hmm. a lot of times young to uh, us as young people too, like we see a vision, we hear from God, but we don't know how to accomplish it. Like, what are the practical steps? Like mm-hmm. step one, step two, step three, like how do I get there? Yeah. Huge vision. Mm-hmm. How do I get there? So I think the first thing that us as young people have to understand is that you cannot you know be a one-man island like you need people so the first thing i did is i called up a few friends i went to my friend ryan my best friend i went to a few other people i had started a small fellowship with earlier that year uh just i kind of out of guilt i was like i feel like i'm not doing anything you know christian on the campus honestly i want to lie to you i don't hold you like i literally was like yo um I have to do something on the campus because my dad is like when I went to university he was like yo go to Carlton be the Jesus on the campus and like prior to that I was everything but the Jesus on the campus and so like I was like I gotta do something so Mm -hmm. it was like my second year I'm like let me just start a fellowship on Mm -hmm. Thursday nights at 8.30 so that's how we got the time time. and it was like 15 of us 20 of us people Mm -hmm. who went to TLC and who went to Carlton and Mm -hmm. 
you know, we just kind of met. I taught a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was saying. We'd pray, and then we'd go, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, so anyways, I went to a few of them, and I just told them, listen, like, yo, the fellowship thing we did last year, we're just going to take it up a notch. Some of them were just thinking, oh, maybe, like, posters, because yeah. we hadn't advertised at all. Posters. So they were thinking, like, well, maybe we'll put up posters. And I'm like, no, 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 we're planning a church. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, cool, let's do it. And so just every- like that? Just like that. So everybody that I hit up, mm-hmm. um, they didn't oppose the idea. They were all for the idea. Okay. And, like, that was another sign that God was a part of it and God was breathing on it. Because I was anticipating people, like, being like, no, no way. Mm-hmm. But people were like, yeah, let's do it. So wow. the, the first thing I did after I heard the voice of God was go look for people that could help me build this ark. Mm-hmm. And then from there, God just started anointing the work. And those who God was calling to the ministry came from wherever they were. And God has brought us this far. By his grace. Yeah, man. Very cool. So what was the transition like? Because you said, okay, your friends and everything yeah. there with it. But mm. was there any opposition at all? Was there any issues? Was just, yeah, I just think, easy? See, I think like, with any any transition mm-hmm. comes opposition. Okay. Like, doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's in your office moving from, you know, you being uh, somebody at the front line mm-hmm. to now being somebody who's in the policy level. Mm-hmm. There will be friction in getting there. So definitely, obviously, man, friends left me. You know, people spoke about me, all that oh, type wow. of stuff. But I mean, like, uh, I just kind of, you know, with God, all things are possible. I just kind of just went through it. And I think what helped me was a lot of it. I, I sealed off my ears. So, like, I literally blocked my ears so that i wouldn't have to hear a lot of this stuff yeah like i was just careful of where i was where i was going who i was with Mm -hmm. so that i wouldn't expose myself to to, that type of yeah to like negative stuff that would weigh down on the vision okay but let me ask you so Mm -hmm. in this moment when you're losing friends and you're used to being a certain type of guy and now all these people are leaving you what is your why what what keeps you going why would you keep like you hadn't seen the effects of the ministry as you have now so what wouldn't it be easier to just stop and be like okay yeah it was it was an ambition Mm. it was an ambition you know uh, you know, a couple years back, I think it was Wale that put out a song, Ambition, or was it an album or something like that? Mm-hmm. I was super big into that at that time, you know? So, I mean, it, it was just it was just ambition. Like, I just knew there was a passion inside of me. There was ambition inside of me. I was ambitious about something. Mm-hmm. I've always been a go-getter. So when I knew that God had dropped this vision in me, I'm like, yo, I'm not stopping. I'm going for it. Like, if people don't leave me, it was literally the passion of God. Like, it was within me, and God was like, yo, you got to press on. Um, press on till souls are won. Press on till you know. God gave me a goal till twenty-seven thousand students at the, at your university, Carleton, are saved and are a part of what you're doing. So that's still my goal. I'm still not there yet. Some yeah. people are like, "Oh wow, you've arrived." No, I've not arrived. I'm beginning. You oh, wow. know, we're just getting the groove right now of what we're doing. So uh, to me, it was just a mere passion. Mm-hmm. Like you can't stop now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was just basically it. Man. So now Campus Fresh is spreading. It's worldwide. Yeah. It's going global. By the grace of God. A lot of people are hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, man. So what's next for Campus Fresh in 2019? Definitely a huge, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, we have coming up a whole bunch of conferences. We have coming up Wildfire Conference, March 13th, 14th. Inspire Conference, May 3rd and 4th. What's Inspire Conference? Inspire Conference is the Rush Ladies uh, Conference. So oh. we basically have... Um, ladies department or a female department or women's department whatever you call it all the same uh, <laughs> I said all three of them ladies women the ladies, all of them female. so yeah we have a ladies department in the church mm-hmm. it's run by a group of ladies they come together they combine with a bunch of our uh, female leaders as well mm-hmm. and together as one unit put on this conference which is, provides an environment for young ladies mm-hmm. uh, to simply get closer to God and to connect amongst themselves I'm super big on connecting amongst members mm-hmm. um, and 
building community. That's one thing That's that important. has been really a really big focus for me. Uh, ending of last year and of course through 2019, mm-hmm. we'll be really building community, not mm-hmm. just within the church, but also outside the church, building sturdy connections mm-hmm. with people because we can't. We're not meant to do ministry or life alone. Yeah, and definitely. that's one thing that I'm realizing more and more each day. So. Uh, Inspire Conference, Young on Fire Conference is June 26th to June 30th. Um, It's going to be super, super heavy. Lineup is dope. Been working on a lot of different stuff. A bunch of friends overseas, both in Canada. Everybody's coming through. It's going to be an awesome time. Um, We have our fifth year anniversary happening first week of October. Uh, But really what God is really laying on our hearts is to be able to touch as many places as as we can this year Mm -hmm. with our ministry so we're going to be doing a whole bunch of pop-ups in different cities this year um yeah and setting give us a sneak peek like uh no i can't can't give you i can't give you a okay just one i'll give you one calgary we're definitely going to calgary this year and i'll give you another one vancouver yeah no simon frazier is in vancouver oh calgary you're talking about (laughs) university of alberta you're talking about university of calgary there it is you break stuff. It's all right. I don't hold you stuff. So definitely we're going to Calgary and uh, we're going to Vancouver. I'll give you two so far. So yeah, setting right, shop so in a few places. everybody in Calgary and Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Stay on the lookout for yeah, Campus yeah. Rush. This year. We're hitting now actually about six cities. So I've only given oh, wow. you two. We're hitting six so cities You don't want to drop all six? I can't, I can't drop all six. You don't want to get people, you know, anticipating I, I can't, and waiting? Amen. Amen. I'm a man under authority. And uh, I haven't right. been released to say much more, but yeah, we're we're hitting uh, hitting up six cities. Uh, we're doing um, a pop up uh, at a few universities as well this year. Okay. Um, and then establishing more campuses and more satellites uh, this year as well. So a lot more of an expansion stuff outside mm-hmm. of the ministry, um, and uh, uh, obviously definitely finishing up in Ottawa. Mm-hmm by uh, going on Algonquin campus. So we'll actually be touching Algonquin campus mm-hmm. September of this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then that concludes Ottawa Takeover. Ottawa takeover. I mean, we're at every university mm-hmm. in, in Ottawa, so yeah. Very cool. So can you give us insight into being a millennial and a pastor? Like, what is that like? Like, what's your day-to-day? How's your life? Is it different from everybody else? Or is it like, how is it? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's the same as everybody. It's just, it just different responsibilities. Okay. Just different responsibilities. I think um, I could even actually, I could, I, hey, I'll be the host. I could throw this over to you. How is it like being a millennial Are you and being to a professional? Hey, man. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. How is it like being a millennial and being a Christian? I think mm-hmm. that, or, or being a, a millennial Christian as well as a professional. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing. Um, but when it comes to pastoring, pastoring is an office and a calling. Mm-hmm. And so it's what I've been called to do. You know, I could even ask you the same question. How was it like being a millennial and being working in the media ministry? Mm-hmm. That's what you've been called to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. It's an office that I've been called to. Yeah. And so it just comes with its different responsibilities. And it just means that, yes, there are some things that you do have to um, deprive yourself of mm-hmm. in your youth now mm-hmm. because of the position you carry. So do you like regret that? Well, not regret, but do you like miss out on like, you know, nah, because you know, whatever you sow, what you reap. Genesis eight twenty two says it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's seed time, there's harvest time. I know right now is my season of seeding, uh, but very soon it'll be my season of harvest. So, I mean, for me, I see it as an investment mm-hmm. as opposed to like, oh, I'm being deprived of like. No, nah, I mean, I still do stuff. I still go out, have fun, mm-hmm. do what I gotta do, hang out with friends, whatever. I went to school here in the city, so have still have a bunch of high school friends and like mm-hmm. college friends and stuff like that. But I just know that when it comes to like, you know. Um, things that my friends I things I used to do mm-hmm. definitely cannot do them because of the the, the call of the ministry yeah so, so how it. do you deal with like different people like how do you 
you know, you come across so many different people. If you're pastoring, you're, people have different agendas. People have different walks of life. They come from different areas and things like that. So how do you deal with all those different types of people? Like, how do you maneuver that? Yeah, man. I think, you know, in the Bible, you just look at the disciples. Mm -hmm. When Jesus picked his disciples, they were all from different walks of life. You had mm -hmm. tax collectors. You had fishermen. You had you know, so many different people that mm -hmm. were in the Bible that Jesus pulled together and called them, this is my crew. Mm -hmm. You know, even within the church, you know, there were different people that came from all types of places mm -hmm. you know when um acts when when peter goes out and he starts preaching and the holy ghost comes the people that were there that came through said listen we hear our language being spoken in mm -hmm. tongues we heard our language being spoken so automatically peter already established a church that was multicultural because mm -hmm. the bible says that four thousand five thousand people so you came to preach no just i'm just i'm interview. just saying i'm just it's saying just an interview, hey i'm just pastor. saying you know five <laughs> i'm just saying just five thousand people five thousand people People got saved not including children mm -hmm. so if you look at it multiculturalism has always been within the church mm -hmm. so not just multiculturalism in terms of culture mm -hmm. but just in terms of uh walks of life values views systems diversity has always been a part of the church mm -hmm. always been a part of the church culture that's why god commissions us and he says listen that's why i'm sending you know paul to these people and peter to these people go to the gentiles go to the jews go to everybody mm -hmm. you know so with that mindset and that precedence and and that model for ministry who are we to be like we only reach out to an x amount of people mm -hmm. and i realized that a commonality throughout the new testament especially when it comes to ministry is that jesus always preached love mm -hmm. god is love mm -hmm. and so with this so many with so many people who are diverse in their cultures yeah. i think one thing that really keeps us going is the ability to know that love is the thing that supersedes all mm -hmm. so how do i deal with that through love yeah. i just love everybody the same okay i feel you but then how do you guard your heart then okay like, the in time? what regard so if you're loving people and yeah. you're loving people yeah. sometimes you can love people but mm -hmm. then people just don't love you back hey man so how do you guard your heart then and still you know protect yourself while still showing love i mean yeah the bible says love your enemy as yourself so i don't expect your enemy to also love you but i think your enemy can come to a point whereby they appreciate the love that you are giving and your love you're showing them they may not like your person they may not like you as an individual mm -hmm. but they do may they they will still receive that love so for me honestly personally it's yeah my job is to love mm -hmm. you know my job is not for you to receive it okay my job is to love you as a believer we're okay. called to love so i mean if you don't want to see my love Charlie, <laughs> go and drink fanta so what's the hardest thing about being a pastor? Is it like when you love people and they don't, well, you said whether they receive it or not, you still love them. But what's the, the most difficult task in being a pastor? Like what's the hardest thing that you're like, nah, this is hard? Oh man, a few things. I think the first thing, we were even talking about it before. I just think the first thing is definitely letting people see their the bigger picture in their lives. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the plan God has for you. This is the vision that God has for you. Mm -hmm. S having them see that sometimes is very hard. It's mm -hmm. super, super hard because people can only see, like, sometimes people can only see so far, like, mm -hmm. only see, like, the two-year mark. Yeah. But God has maybe showed you the 20-year mark. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they're making mistakes that you know are not leading them to that 20-year vision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it's super difficult for mm -hmm. me as an as a pastor mm -hmm. because God has called me to protect your future. Exactly. I'm here to speak over your future. And it's like you can see further than they can exactly, see. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's like that's a super tough, tough one. But like God gives us the grace for it. So to me personally, that's tough. Like just painting a bigger picture for them to see and appreciate uh, the everyday, you know, and like appreciate the struggles of today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as well. 
So do you ever like doubt yourself or doubt your car? Like sometimes when you see something about someone and you see like they're not performing. Because I know like even myself, sometimes it's like God is telling you something and you just don't see it. You're like, wow, do I actually hear God or is it my mind? Do you ever like struggle or doubt? Like, is this actually God speaking? Is this me speaking? Do you ever doubt yourself, your call? Like, mm. what is that like? Are you always like, nah, I'm Pastor Kofi, I got this. This is what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all human. That's the first thing we have to understand is mm-hmm. that we'll always be human. We are human. We remain human. And we mm-hmm. have to remember we are human. So, um, because we are human beings, yes, there are times where, you know, me personally, or you even listening to me out there may be like, yo, I am a believer. I'm a pastor. I'm a deacon. I'm an elder. I'm a youth leader or whatever. I'm a campus leader, but there's times that I doubt myself or whatever. Yes. There's times I think as believers where, um, we do want to look down on ourselves and our faith, mm-hmm. but I, I strongly believe that that that's just a plight of the enemy mm-hmm. because when we know who we are and whose we are, what we have, mm-hmm. then we realize why are we even thinking that thought? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think maybe those thoughts kind of dwindle around, mm-hmm. but then they quickly vanish when you realize who you are, who you are okay. in Christ. Yeah. So what about those seasons that are just not it? Like yeah, yeah. everything that you do is a dead end. No yeah. matter what you're doing, it's just not working. And you're just like, you're losing passion for what you're called to do. You're using passion for what your assignment is in this season. Mm-hmm. Then what? Perspective. It's a perspective change. Change your lens. You're not you're not looking through life through a proper lens. Um, the reason why I say that is um, as of late, maybe like two years ago, mm-hmm. God gave me revelation and that's just really changed my life rocked my life rocked Mm -hmm. the lives of my leaders and those around me is that Mm -hmm. we don't look at you know um opposition as a bad thing Mm -hmm. we look at opposition as an opportunity and you know the reason why is because without opposition there's no victory Mm -hmm. so when we find yourself in the toughest situations there's always victory on the other end of a battle so it's a lens change for me. Yes, there's times where like, oh my gosh, I know pastor, I want to think like that. Mm-hmm. I want to think like, yo, I got the victory. I want to think mm-hmm. that. But no, literally, you have to think like that. Because mm-hmm. so literally just training yourself. You have to, okay. you know, like be renewed by, you know, be changed by the renewing of your mind. Like mm-hmm. that's how you will be changed. That's how you'll be transformed. You know, the Bible says it. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So with me, it's it's constant like your cove understand this like you know understand there's a vision for you understand Mm -hmm. that yes you may be in this battle it's tough right now but there's victory ahead like Mm -hmm. you have to kind of like you know really speak faith to yourself to get yourself through those situations yeah constant declaration of faith what are the biggest or what are some misconceptions people have about you Mm, uh, i don't know (laughs) um i don't know my ears are not glued to the streets like that but um misconceptions maybe maybe like oh like i don't go through stuff Mm, or i think but i think that's what like many like any public leader that's like oh they don't they don't have personal struggles or they don't have like you have personal struggles oh i mean i say personal struggles every thursday i don't know where you where you been you haven't been listening (laughs) to this podcast oh yeah i'm human i'm not superhuman i'm not an angel Mm -hmm. no definitely go through struggles how do you then deny your flesh how do you like fight that how do you fight your struggle because like you know yeah. it's really easy yeah, to say yeah, like yeah. oh don't do this don't do that mm-hmm. when you walk with god but like mm-hmm. in the moment oh though, yeah 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 so how do you deny 100 percent. i mean you know i i try by god's grace you know i never preach something that i don't believe myself mm-hmm. and uh god has always given me a vision to build a church i would attend mm-hmm. and if i look at myself i always consider myself to be you know 
the the one guy that doesn't want to come to church yes i grew up in church but the one guy like who'd always be in the back or like who just played and just wants to like you know chop girls or whatever you know so i always preach with that guy in mind i speak knowing that there's somebody out there who actually doesn't know christ somebody who's super far from christ Mm -hmm. and so or somebody who's in church but is not in church Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like somebody who's who's in religion but not in relationship and that's been my personal agenda is to break down walls of religion Mm -hmm. the only way you break down walls of religion is by introducing people to relationship the only way you can introduce people to relationship is when you literally show them the nature of god who he is what he loves what he loves about you why he created you to be Mm -hmm. the only way you can you know tell those things in a way that relates with this generation is by being practical so that's why I'm always thinking of how can I be so practical Mm -hmm. as to break down this word so that people can understand it Mm -hmm. so with that I would say listen get a mentor number Mm -hmm. one have somebody that's overseeing you that you can submit to number two find accountability within that mentor Mm -hmm. be transparent have somebody who knows everything about you everything everything about you have somebody who knows everything about you it's kind of difficult to tell someone that is older than you someone Mm -hmm. that is wiser than Mm -hmm. you someone that you reverence Mm -hmm. that listen mm, you know right now Mm -hmm. it's not it's difficult so can I have a mentor that's like my age or can I have a mentor that's like younger definitely I mean I would say there's different mentors Mm -hmm. you can have people that are above you that you learn from Mm -hmm. people that your peers that you can also learn from that at your level Mm -hmm. and people who are also younger than you Mm -hmm. just the fact that you know i'm at this age or i'm overseeing this work doesn't mean i don't learn from my younger brother Mm -hmm. or learn from people who are younger than me Mm -hmm. or learn from my my brother reggie teaches me so many different things about music all the time you know ray teaches me so many things about technology Mm -hmm. my brother ralph teaches me things about ministry and and innovative strategies and all that stuff he teaches me as well Mm -hmm. so i'm a student i'm i've never stopped being a student i'm always trying to learn so yeah i mean you can have mentors at different levels and i would even say have mentors in different fields mm-hmm. as well um so what, one for career yeah for you can have yeah you can have one for a career business um you know ministry whichever path you're in media fashion have a mentor in each of those fields because they're well versed in where you want to go okay. you know and but doesn't so, that get like messy or confusing when you have so many ears definitely so many voices in your ear definitely but that's why they are for that field mm-hmm. you know your mentor in uh, one part of your career development may not have something to say about the fashion line you want to start because I mean, okay. they're not well versed in that. Okay. So I'm definitely talking about having mentors in different fields like I do. Mm-hmm. But of course, you have many teachers, but one father. Mm-hmm. So have one father who mm-hmm. speaks or one mother who speaks or uh, oversight, one oversight who's speaking directly to you um, spiritually that mm-hmm. covers all bases. But that doesn't stop you from having mentors, mentors. in those fields mm-hmm. who've gone before you and ahead of you. So like I said, so accountability, founding, finding somebody uh, who's a mentor that you can submit to as well. And then surrounding yourself with good friends, good godly friends. Number three, who could help you out. Good godly friends who can speak truth to you. Um, and then being very, very mindful of your environments where you are and um, what you're doing in those places and spaces and what triggers that sin. Yeah. So what's it like being recognized in places? I remember you told me like you went to the States or something and you were in the airport and somebody yeah. like walked up to you and they're like, hey, I watch you every Thursday. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. is that like? Like when I, you can't even go on road looking bummy anymore. Oh, get you here. always got to make sure you look good. Like what <laughs> oh, is it like? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, no, nah, it's, 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 it was weird. It's weird the first couple of times. But man, I'm just just to serve it, man. And so anytime that somebody's like, oh, they've been blessed by the ministry. It's like, oh, wow. Praise God. Like 
I never even thought that it would get this far. I I was only thinking that the ministry we were doing would just get as far as to touch the campus. I never had a vision of it actually touching anybody globally at all. So sometimes when God drops a vision in you, if he showed you the end result, you would probably be so discouraged to even wake up in the morning because you're like, how will I ever get there? So he shows you a little bit at a time. That's why when we first started Campus Rush, it wasn't called Campus Rush. It was called Transforming Life at Carleton. I only had a vision for Carleton. I never had a global map. Like, I never thought that God would explode this thing like he's currently doing now Mm. that big to the point where I'm in the airport. Someone's like, hey, like, I was actually at church on Thursday and we're flying together to Washington. We're flying together. To, I'm going to Idaho and mm-hmm. you're going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. But we met, you know, in, in uh, I think it was LaGuardia. We met in New York. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, oh, like, you know, we're so happy. I'm so happy. I love the church. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. The word was amazing. God bless you. Can you please pray for me? I'm just like, wow. She's telling me she's a member of my church. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I've never seen you before. Yeah. You know, so it's it's crazy it's uh it's crazy but i never thought it would even get to that level so for me the fact that people even recognize the ministry off of carlton campus for me is even always mind-blowing so it's humbling super humbling so how do you i guess stay humble i guess well that is self-explanatory the fact that you never thought of it but how do you yeah. not let fame get to your head because it's easy sometimes to get caught up in like you yeah, know, yeah, i'm yeah. popping now yeah. so yeah. how do you make sure you Jeez. stay like you keep your head down and you know you still yeah two main things um i need god and that's the first thing because i'm human i need god um this is a supernatural work that we do it's a spiritual work that we do mm-hmm. without uh, god's uh intervention without his uh spirit we can't do anything so that keeps you already at a place of receiving uh rather as opposed to being stapled at a place of always pouring out mm-hmm. it keeps you near the well mm-hmm. and that's a philosophy that god is developing in me is be at the well continually be at the well um if you have people that you are feeding off of you don't be too far from the well you know let them come to the well show them how to get from the well you know so it's not um, just you always by letting no them but letting know. them know how to access god mm-hmm. in a place whereby they can receive I'm freely, freely given, freely received. Yes, we understand spiritual authority in the realms of the spirit, but be a shepherd and bring the sheep and the flock to get water themselves. So all that to say, um, yeah, constantly being stapled beside the still water to know that, listen, I'm just an individual who needs God's grace. One, two, I'm a donkey for God to ride on. Three, stay close to the ground. Why? Because the moment you lift yourself up is the moment God lifts his hand off and whatever number I'm at but after that to know this four. that yeah four sure uh, number four to know that um, if I'm messing up someone else is warming up so God can easily replace me I'm easily replaceable and so if I'm easily replaceable it means that being here every day and working in this position I've won another day God thank you for another day that I get to do your work like I woke up and I'm still the pastor. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) wow. Like, wow. I didn't get sacked. Like, God, thank you. (laughs) Like, thank you for not filling up this role. And whatever last point it is, is is to know that. Oh, yeah. Point number five is very simple. Is is this, is that pride comes before a fall. So um, if you want to, if you want to remain where God has placed you and grow from grace to grace and faith to faith, you have to kill the spirit of pride. Pride is a spirit. So once you're arrested and you kill it, God gives you the grace 
for humility. The Bible says it, that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So why will I be in a position where God is resisting me? Why don't I just come to him and say, I need you so that he can give me grace for his ministry? Okay. It's because many times when people go to the well and receive, instead of telling people where they got the water from, they tell people that they're the source. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, come to me because I gave you that. I gave you that crazy word. I preached that sick sermon. I, it's all about me. It's I. It's self-serving. But when you get to a position of humility, humility is simple. Humility is, yes, God used me as a tool to go to the well and to give you the water. But I will always tell you that I was not the originator of the water. There is a well that never runs dry. His name is Jesus. So you can go to the well You as can well. go to the well. No, I'll bring you to the well. And you still may say, you know, I know, thank you so much that you've brought me to the well, but I still prefer when I receive that water from you. I like when God uses you as a tool to me. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you don't have access to the well when you want to. Exactly. Okay. See, that's the perspective that a lot of our generation is messing up, is that it's about me. I preach, you praise me. So we have a lot of people who are not giving the glory to God, mm -hmm. but they are taking the glory for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people who are falling into pride and God is actually resisting, but they're still serving. And they don't know that. They're still walking, they're still serving, they're still preaching, they're still singing, but they've been resisted. Yeah. But when you have grace from God because you are operating out of a spirit of humility and gratitude, mm -hmm. ministry is not a chore, it's not difficult. It flows so easy that you don't even have to think about things. Mm -hmm. Ideas drop in your spirit. Yeah. Okay. That's a spirit of humility. Wow. Hope I was able to clear that up. Powerful. You're just preaching like hey, it's man. not even a Thursday. Golly, it's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so what are three things that describe you? Three things that describe me. Uh, determined, focused, um, broken. What is your biggest fear? Mm, biggest fear? I don't think if I have fears. You don't have any fears. Nah. I just don't like dogs, but I don't have any fears like so that. So your biggest fear is dogs? No, it's not dogs. It's not so a even fear. even the small ones? No, no, no. I don't mind the small ones. Okay. It's just, it's just I've been chased a lot when I was a kid. So, you know, them ones. Chased so by a, a bunch fear. of dogs. It's not a fear. It's not a phobia. <laughs> I just don't like dogs. It ain't anything. My dad don't like dogs. He's My mom doesn't like dogs. Phobia. He's, he just doesn't like dogs. Nah, I just don't. I don't like dogs. That's all. But I don't think I'm afraid of many things. No. Share with us an embarrassing moment. Embarrassing moment. Um... I was four years old. Not when you were four years old. Like, come <laughs> Yo, on. That's, uh, no, it doesn't count. Nah, embarrassing things don't really happen From to me. 20 up. Oh, nah, I can't remember. From 20 what up. What do you mean? Embarrassing things that happen to me. Nah, I can't think of anything. You don't have one embarrassing moment from no. age 20 and up. When you no. were four, like everybody's embarrassing when they're four. Nah, 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 nah. This one was bad still. <laughs> I was playing drums and I peed on myself. That was embarrassing. And then I had to walk you all the way to the bathroom. Four. But yeah, but I was a church drummer. It was the middle of a set and I couldn't go to the bathroom. So I had to, you know, I went number one on myself. Oh and then I had to walk all the way, the walk of shame, 
with urine stains we going don't down care. my pants. <laughs> I may have been seven, but it's all good, <laughs> you know. Um, now we want a real embarrassing moment. That honestly, I don't have. Can you drop moments. the how hard did puberty hit you on Instagram? Ten years. How hard? Did you don't. You never seen that that I, challenge? I saw it. You know you what? You want a ten year? I, I saw it. I have my ten year picture. I just don't know uh, how to put so it together. I want you to drop it tomorrow. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But it's not that bad. I have really haven't changed that much. I look the same. Man. This is my 10 year. This is 20, 2009. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Nah, it's, it's not. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that bad. All right, share a fun fact. Uh, fun fact. Um, I think I went to, was it six or eight elementary schools mm-hmm. before high school? Wow. That's a fun fact, yeah. Well, six. I How mean, did you make friends or keep friends? I reinvented myself everywhere I went. and um, That's dangerous. Yeah, it was very bad. And that was all a part of the insecurity of me. But God dealt with that. And um, how did I keep friends? I didn't because there was no Facebook. Uh, Facebook <laughs> came after. But there but was, it was MSN. MSN. Yeah, so MSN, we would chat on MSN. I'd call them every once in a while. But, mm-hmm. I mean, as you grow, they go to high school. And when they go to high school, they develop their own clique friends. to the point where by... Even the friends I left as a clique in elementary, in high school, they were no longer a clique. Mm-hmm. So if you call somebody, you're like, yo, how was this person? How was so-so-and-so? They're like, yo, I have I no idea. I don't talk to them. I asked one of my friends recently, I was like, yo, where's this guy? Like, where's he been? One of my friends from grade three, mm-hmm. he went to school in Carleton. And so then, like, I saw him online recently. He's doing big things in basketball, and he's playing in Europe and all that stuff. And I asked him one time, I was like, yo, where's this guy? Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I haven't seen that man since grade 10. And oh, I was wow. like, whoa, like, so... People grow apart. One of my good friends actually lives in Gatineau. I went to elementary school with him. He lives in Gatineau. Mm-hmm. We've been trying for six years to meet up. And it's just and like... Gatineau, you guys yeah. can't meet up? Because, I mean, back then I didn't have my license. Then when I got my license, he moved from Gatineau to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but all to say that you develop new friends wherever you go. And new cliques, you know. Okay, true, true. So aside yeah. from music, what other hobbies or passions do you have? Uh, definitely um, designing... Uh, clothing and um, styling. I style so my mom's stuff. Can we get a, a little clothing line? Or is that it's coming. It's called Kodesh. It's called okay. Kodesh. Kodesh Core. Kodesh clothing line. Mm-hmm. It's a suit line that's coming out. I'm working with some designers in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to come out pretty soon. So look out for it. Uh, female suits as well. Mm-hmm. Male suits. Uh, we're looking on some three pieces, double breasted, pinstripes, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff for the spring and fall. So working on a clothing line. Uh, just. For just suits, businessmen type stuff, mm-hmm. um, and also female fashion. I really like female fashion and styling. Mm-hmm. I style for my mom uh, most times. Mm-hmm. Uh, color coordinating, that type of stuff. Color blocking. I really enjoy that stuff. Yeah. And uh, audio engineering. People don't really know that about me. I'm super audio kind of nerd. Mm-hmm. Mixing, mastering. The sound um, does not, is not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it sounds hollow. This, this, yeah. I'm, I got super nerdy in that. Like, it actually came when I was planning. I used to do parties, so I got, I found out how to like set up speakers, and so I never knew how to set up AV. Mm-hmm. Then I started setting up AV speakers, all that stuff, because I started doing huge parties. And then before I knew it, it was a skill. So I do enjoy that. I enjoy sound. All right. So we know you're a musician, but everybody knows you for. The guitar. Drop the other instruments that you play. Um, drums was my first. Bass was my second. Uh, acoustic guitar and electric guitar, and then uh, keyboards, saxophone, played sax in grade seven. Um, and then is that it? Is there one more? Oh yeah, of course, percussions, all that percussion stuff. Um, is that it? I think so. Yeah, I think those are the main ones. Yeah, those are the main ones. 
So what are your goals for 2019, personal, professional, spiritual? Jeez, professional goals. What are you up to? Getting into my PhD, professional goals in organizational leadership and education. Wow. Um, spiritual Doctor. goals, amen. Kofi just, Tarte. Just, just trying to leave a legacy for my children. Um, two, spiritual goals, pray more, read more. Um, read, study the word more. I'm in my New Testament challenge now with the church. Study more. But it's so difficult. I can't get past, like, Matthew. I'm just finishing Matthew. I don't know how people can get through this stuff. Like, the revelation is just too much. I've gotten, like, six series in Matthew. I don't understand how people get past. But anyways, um, yeah, so study more, read more, mm-hmm. a fast more, pray more, mm-hmm. spiritual goals, definitely. Um, hear from God more. Um, and just get closer to God. Personal goals. I'm on my clean eating. It's Mm -hmm. been amazing. Uh, I've been going to the gym more frequently. Mm -hmm. I like that for sure. Um, Sleeping earlier, for sure. Very important. Yeah, sleeping earlier. Yeah, I don't sleep early at all. I sleep sometimes 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 5 a.m., stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. So sleeping early is definitely a personal goal. And, um, yeah, those those are the main goals for the year. Reading. Yeah, reading more. Reading a lot of books. More books, more audiobooks. Drop a book list for us. Uh, last time I did that, you posted my book that I gave you. Okay. Uh, and you didn't even tag me in it. But, <laughs> so did you write it? Is you, it your book? Bruh, you asked me for a recommendation. I gave you a recommendation and okay, you didn't even sorry, tag me Okay, sorry, my bad. Book, Next time I will tag you. Anyways. So can you drop a couple books? Um, let me go to my Kindle. I haven't actually been, because I did the New Testament challenge, I haven't been reading my other books they're all ministry related books um one of my personal favorites why nobody wants to go to church anymore uh how how acts how four acts of love will make your church irresistible mm-hmm. um fusion is a great book these are like church planner books but okay. i like them um fusion it's talking about how to turn first-time visitors into committed members mm-hmm. i like god's power um where is it? God's Power to Change Your Life mm-hmm. by Rick Warren. It's a good one. Um, I really enjoy God's Secrets by Sean Bowles. That's a good one to read as well. Um, I like Killing Kryptonite. I think you had read that as well. I did. Yeah. That's a good one. John Super Bevere. Good. John Bevere is a great, great artist, uh, artist, author. I love that Everyday book. Everyday music. I know, right? I love that one as well. So yeah, a few a few books in the one, the audio book. The audio book that I shared with you, um, The Dangers of Shallow Faith. Mm-hmm. I really like that one by Tozer. Um, so those are a few ones that I'm no, reading. Really yeah, Raven Hill is a good one too. So uh, really good books. I have a whole bunch. The rest of them are all textbooks from um, from seminary. Alrighty. Any last words? Anything you want to say? Any closing remarks? Words of wisdom? Yeah, man. Chase your dreams. Don't let anybody stop you. You're unstoppable. You're unbeatable. Uh, there is nobody that has what you have in terms of talent, in terms of uh, physical features, in terms of knowledge. So tap into your personal strength by the grace of God and let him lead you down the path that is going to help you and bring out the best in you because you were born for greatness. Love, peace, and Holy Ghost. You already know. 
All right, Campus Rush, well, that's it for the first episode of Inside CR. Listen, if you liked this episode, make sure you tag us. Post it on your Instagram and tag Kofi underscore Darte or at Campus Rush CU so you can tell a friend to tell a friend to also listen. If you have any other questions or topics that you want us to discuss in the next episode, make sure you send us an email at CampusRushCanada at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. And once again, love, peace, and Holy Ghost.